within our souls. It is brighter than the perfect day. God has given us his spirit. And he wants the world to hear it. All our doubts have passed away. Praise the Lord. Can the church say praise the Lord? Can the church say amen? Can the church say hallelujah? We have a hope within our souls. We give glory to God today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank him for all his goodness, and his kindness, and his favor in our lives. Thank him for one more time, amen. We come to the house of God. Give him glory and honor. Thank God for Sister Angel Williams leading us in devotion today. Brother Carlton leading us in song. And Brother Eric and David on the music today. And ushers on the floor and all you who are here today. Thank God for your presence. Thank you for being in your places today. I know those are out of town and on vacation and this and that. Thank God to be at Shadydale this morning. To sing and to praise his holy name. This time we invite your attention to the word of God. Isaiah 40. Verse 1, when you find it, say amen. Isaiah 40 and verse 1 reads, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem. Cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. She has received from the Lord's hand double of all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill shall be brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. For New Testament passages of Scripture, we'll look at the Gospel of St. John. John chapter 5, we're going to begin reading at verse 31. John 5 and verse 31. When you find it, say amen. John 5, verse 31, we read, If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another who bears witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. You have sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Yet I do not receive testimony from man, but I say these things that you may be saved. He was the burning and shining lamp, and you were willing for a time to rejoice in his light. But I have a greater witness than John's for the works which the Father has given me to finish. The very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. And the Father himself who sent me has testified of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form. But you do not have his word abiding in you because whom he has sent him you do not believe. You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. This morning, I want to share with us briefly from the subject, the Christian experience. Do I have a witness? The Christian experience. Do I have a witness? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to bless your name today. We want to adore you and praise you and magnify your holy name. Lord, we thank you for all your goodness and all your kindness in our lives today. But Lord, you have done marvelous things and we are glad about it, Lord. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Now bless your people today as we have come to share your word. That your word might go forth, that your people might hear it and understand it and be blessed by it and live by it, Lord. 
Bless me, your servant, Lord, that I will share your word. Anoint me afresh, Lord, that your word might go forth, Lord, in the name of Jesus. They have your way, and we be careful to thank you. Was in the strong, saving, sanctifying name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to share a verse of this song today. You can sing it with me. He touched me. touched me and he made me whole and I don't have to wonder who did it it was Jesus who touched me and he made me whole to God be the glory for the great things he has done our subject this morning is the Christian experience do I have a witness when we think about this theme the Christian experience I'm sure many thoughts come to mind especially especially those of us who have grown up in the church there are things that have happened, things that we have heard and people we have seen and met. But the most important thing I want us to realize when we hear this theme is that we're a Christian. It has a very significant meaning. It means that we ought to be Christ-like 
in the way we live our lives every day. Not just on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., but we need to know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and our personal Savior. He has saved us and delivered us from sin. We want to know Jesus Christ for ourselves. We don't want to be like a person that has bought a, a ticket to a, to a game or to a, a show or to an audience or to a theater. And they're sitting outside on a bench, not going inside, knowing what's going on. When the crowd goes wild and the band plays and the music starts and they ask the question, what's going on? But I want us to know as believers, as Christians in this Christian experience, to know Jesus Christ for ourselves. To know his will and his way for our lives. We're talking today about being the Christian experience. Do I have a witness? And one of the things we've heard throughout our lives in our Christian experiences, we've heard preachers say in the middle of their message, can I get a witness? Do I have a witness for whatever they're preaching about, whatever they're saying? Because they want to know, do you know what I'm talking about? Our subject today is the Christian experience. Do I have a witness? And that word witness means a person who has seen or experienced or heard something. Something serving as proof of evidence. To give proof or to give evidence of something someone has seen. And I want us to be that Christian that is a witness for Jesus Christ. Who knows for themselves without having to have somebody else tell a story. To know Jesus Christ for yourself. In our Old Testament passage of scripture, we understand that God has a plan for our lives. A plan that we will be set free from the power of sin to know him for ourselves. In Isaiah 40, beginning in verse 1, it says, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, but she is received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. See, God's plan is that you will be forgiven of your sins. You don't have to die in your sins because Jesus said, if you die in your sins, where I am, you cannot come. We need to know that God has this plan. He's laid it out through, through many generations so that you and I could be set free from the law of sin and death. And he said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. See, God wants to plan out your entire life. He don't want you wandering through life, wavering, not knowing what he has for you to do. Allow him to, to order your steps. The Bible says the steps of a good man are what? Ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. He has a plan for your life. And it says, every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. See, the the valleys in life, when you go through those valleys, God wants to lead you out of those valleys. Do you know you're going to be going through some valleys in this lifetime? But God has come to lead you through those valleys. Not for you to stay there and be lost. But to lead you out of those valleys. It says, and every, every mountain and hill brought low. See, there are times in our lives when we're up on the mountaintop. But you know you're going to have to come down off that mountain. He wants to move those mountains out of the way. The obstacles that get in your way. The things that, that bother you, that frustrate you. He wants to move those obstacles out of your life. Because you need to allow him to be your God. That's his plan for your life and mine. And then it says, the crooked places shall be made straight. And the rough places, anybody had any problems? Anybody didn't know what to do next? God wants to straighten out those crooked places and make the rough places smooth. We're talking about the Christian experience here at Shadydale. Amen? And we wanted you to know today that God wants to make the rough places smooth and the crooked places straight. And it says, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and our flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See, God wants you to know that he wants to show you off so that somebody can see him in you. 
We are living epistles known and read of all men. And God wants to get the glory out of your life and my life. You got to allow him to shine through you. You know the old song that people used to sing? Shine on me. Let the light from the lighthouse shine on me. Let that light shine on you so that many women, boys and girls can see the glory of God shining on you. Today we're talking about the Christian experience. Do I have a witness? In John's gospel, John chapter 5, we were talking about John's gospel. And we know that John's gospel was written that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Yes, he's the Son of God, but he was born of a virgin right here so that you and I could see how this Christian experience is supposed to go. He wants you and I to believe that he's the Son of God. To believe that he has power to forgive sin. And we know what John 3.16 says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what he wants for you and I. That's the Christian experience. When we believe that, we're born again. We can have life and have it to the full. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God has come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. That's what we need to have in this Christian experience. And today I want to talk about us having a witness in our lives. Do you have a witness? Let's look at John chapter 5. And we know this is the end of the time when Jesus healed the man who was at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. He had been there and after that the, the, the Pharisees began to criticize Jesus. They began to talk about Jesus. And I want to say they were church folks who were not born again, who did not have life within themselves. They were just going through the motions, following the laws and the rules. You know, anybody can follow the law and the rules. You don't have to be transformed to follow the law. You can be ashamed of every day at 11 a.m. and never know Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. I want you to have this witness in your soul. So you can know him for yourself. The first point I want to see today in John chapter 5, verse 31, is that we need a witness within us. A witness within us. Let's look at John chapter 5, and verse 31. It says, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another who bears witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. See, we need to have a witness within our hearts that we belong to Jesus Christ. That we've been born again. That nobody has to come along and tell us that you saved. You need to know it for yourself. Do you realize that when you get saved, the enemy wants to come along and tell you that you're not? But you need to have that witness on the inside of your heart that tells you, yes, I've been born again. I know Jesus for myself. I remember when I called on the name of the Lord and he saved me. We need to have a witness within us. And Jesus said to these Pharisees and Sadducees, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. But there is another who bears witness of me. And I know. See, there are so many people who are going through life. They don't know if they're saved or not. They're just walking around saying, I hope my good outweigh my bad and that the Lord will understand in the by and by. And No, we need to know Jesus for ourselves with a witness within our own hearts. And when we have that witness, it don't matter what they say then. 
because we know Jesus for ourselves. The subject is the Christian experience. Do I have a witness? I want you to ask yourself that question today. Do I have a witness within myself? Do I know that I have been born again? Do I know Jesus Christ as my Lord and my personal Savior? Let's look at 1 John chapter 5, beginning at verse 6 and verse 7. We're talking about having a witness within us. 1 John chapter 5, beginning at verse 6 says, This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness because the spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. See, when you have that witness within you, that's all you need. That's all you're going to need to live out this Christian experience. Do I have a witness within me that lets me know in the trying times of life that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior? I've been born of the water and born of the blood. The blood that Jesus shed for me, it will never lose its power. So I don't have to worry about other people who say different things because I have the witness within my heart. We're talking about the Christian experience today. Do I have a witness? Look at the second thing today. We're talking about do I have a witness without? Let's look at John chapter 5 and beginning at verse 33. We want a witness within and a witness without. Verse 33 says in John 5, you have sent to John and he has borne witness of the truth. Yet I do not receive testimony from man, but I say these things that you might be saved. He was the burning and shining lamp and you were willing for a time to rejoice in his light. See, when we let our light so shine before men, they see that light. People can tell, they can see the things that you do and how you behave and how you talk and how you walk and how you dress and how you carry yourself, that you have a witness within you. But it starts on the inside. We're talking about, do you have a witness without that other people can see Christ in you? See, one of the things that, that people get into arguments about is, you know, the way I appear, our appearance, our clothes. And so many people get in so many arguments because, you know, if it's in my heart, you know, it's not about how I dress or how I look or my haircut or do I have earrings, all those things. But I want you to know something today that if Christ was in it within you, it's going to show up on the outside of you. You're not going to wear certain things all the time. You're going to have the Christ in you that keeps you from doing the wrong things, dressing the wrong way and wearing the wrong things and saying the wrong. Help me, Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Spirit living within us so that when somebody step on your toe, that the first thing that will come out of your mouth is the wrong thing. So the people on the outside can say, well, he didn't slap me. Something must be on the inside that showed up on the outside. Because if it ain't in there, Lord have mercy. Ain't no telling what's going to come out. And everybody will be able to say, well, he must not be. A Christian that he said he was. We're talking about having the witness within and without. Do you have a witness without that? As it says here, John was a shining light. People came to John because they knew there was something special about him. Can people say that about you? When you walk around in society, when you're in a grocery store, 
When you stand in line at the DMV, help me, Lord. And the line is so long and you waiting there for half an hour and you finally get your chance to get up there. You're going to give them a piece of your mind. But you need to have a witness on the inside so it can shine on the outside. Let's look back at 1 John chapter 5 and verse 8 and 9. And see, again, we want to have this witness on the outside. 1 John chapter 5 verse 8 says, And there are three that bear witness on earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his son. See, we need, we need somebody to be able to say that we have been born again. Right. Maybe not everybody, but somebody ought to be able to know that you've been transformed right here on the earth. See, the, 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 the witness of the water and the blood, the blood is the, the, the blood that Jesus shed for you. You believe that you've been born again of the blood. But the water is the water baptism. Have you been baptized? Do you, did you obey the word of God that said that if you will follow me, you'll be baptized? Laid down in a liquid grave? Brought up again to new life? Representing his death and his resurrection? We're talking about a witness here on earth. That men and women, boys and girls can say that that person's been born again. Do I have a witness? The third thing and the last thing I want to say today is a witness wherever. A witness wherever. Let's look back at John chapter 5 and verse 36. It says, but I have a greater witness than John. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I do bear witness of me. That the Father has sent me. And the Father himself whom he whom sent me has testified of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen him, seen his form. But you do not have his word abiding in you. Because whom he sent him you do not believe. You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. See, we need to have a witness wherever. Wherever we go, we need to have this word abiding in us. So that whether we're at, here at Shadydale on Sunday, or we're down at the race park driving go-karts, or whether we're on a softball field playing softball, or on our job behind the counter, we need to make sure that wherever we are, that Christ is what? Abiding in us. No matter where we are. You know the old song, This Little Light of Mine? I'm going to let it shine all in my home. I'm going to let it all in my school, I'm a, all on my job, all in my church. We need to let the light shine wherever we are. We have a witness wherever we go. Let's look again at John chapter 5 and verse 10. As we bring this message to a close. First John 5. And we want to see again that we want to have this witness wherever we go. First John chapter 5 and verse 10 says, he who believes in the Son of God has the witness where? In himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he does not. He has not believed the testimony that God has given of his son. And this is a testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, 
And that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. That's what I want us to have. Why well, is life living within us? Not just something that we do on Sunday between 11 o'clock and, and 1 o'clock, but everywhere we go that we have a witness living within us. This is not just a passing uh, thing that we do just because we want to show off uh, our latest pair of shoes and our new car or something else. But we want this witness to live and abide in us. So that no matter where we go, and the old song I said, on the land or the sea, wherever I be, Jesus is all I need. And we want that living within our hearts, living within our minds. So I want to ask Shady the other day, do I have a witness? Do I have a witness living within me? No matter what goes on without me, the storms of life may be raging. Problems may be going on in my home, in my neighborhood, but I have a witness living within me. Do I have a witness without me? Everywhere I go, that whatever I'm doing, that somebody else can say, you know, that's something a Christian would do. Without, where men and women, boys and girls can see my light shining. And do I have a witness wherever, no matter where I am, no matter how I'm feeling, no matter what's going on, that Christ is abiding in me. I want to know today, Shady Dell, do I have a witness? I pray you understood the message today as we stand together. The Christian experience, do I have a witness? Have a witness.